0: Hi guys it's me Ursula Carlson you're about to listen to this podcast aren't you I just know you are now I've just announced a brand new tour and you can get tickets for that tour right now like you can get the tickets right now at lifenation.com.au or go through ursulacarlson.com. you'll get the tickets right now
1: Listener production. Hey, it's producer Nat here, and welcome to the best of episodes for 2023, where we recap all the best bits from season four of That's Enough Already. And I've officially saved the best until last. Yep, the funniest, the most outrageous highlights from this season. The bits that'll make you ugly cry like Kim Kardashian, and the bits you'll be talking about at your next dinner party. Shh, that's quite
2: enough, oh, just, just shut it. your mouth, I don't oh, give a for nice it Shush. Yes, I can hear, Top but I don't care, that's enough already. Shut up. Oh,
1: shush. First up, we have one of Ursula's best punchlines from the season. And who better to deliver it to? The one and only Will Anderson, of course. You can hear Will and Ursula's laughter from a mile away. And we're probably about to hear yours too.
0: Easter Monday, I got pulled over by the cops. I had just left Narrawan and I was going 101 kilometres an hour. But yeah. I had bought the kids uh, um, these dinosaur masks that you put over your face and then it's just got an elastic and as you talk, it looks like the dinosaur mask oh, yeah. is talking, sure. you know. It's just plastic and elastic. It's probably the thing that's going to sink the earth. But um,
3: – okay. if, if, if that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm of okay all the things that, that are happening, if that's yeah. the thing, if yeah. that is the one that tips us right over the edge, then yeah, not that. on you, to be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, but anyway, so my six-year-old played with it for a bit and then put it in the back, you know, on the back bit there by the back window in the car, yes. right? Uh, but in the back of the car was the six-year-old, his sister, and then my mother-in-law in the middle of the two baby seats or booster seats, and then in the front, myself and my bestie. So we're driving and then I get pulled over by the cops. So this lady police officer walks up mm. and I can check her in the mirror walking up and I'm like, you know, it's a tense situation when you get pulled over and you're like. Um, and then she comes right up to the window and she has obviously seen the dinosaur mask in the back and she just pops her head in and the first thing she says to me is, what's up with the dinosaur in the back? And I just looked at her and I go, that is my mother-in-law. How dare you? <laughs>
1: What's more dangerous than an angry mob of lesbians chasing fresh sperm? Nothing. And radio star Whipper is about to find out firsthand just how determined they really are.
3: With the vasectomy, when you have to do the collection at home, right, to test whether you've actually, like, the job's worked. So you have to take a sample and get it back to the hospital or wherever, the testing clinic, within an hour of doing the sample. And a mate of mine... (laughs) mate of mine said, I didn't know what to do. So you've got to keep it warm. So he said, I was I had a jacket on and I was just, I, I tucked it under my arm while I ran across the road and cars were flying back and forth. And he said, I was just so concerned that I'd be hit by a car and the next thing you know, I'd be found dead on the road, covered in my own semen. <laughs> <laughs> he was hit by a car and unfortunately, unfortunately we're looking into this one because something suspicious, he had semen all over him. I don't know what happened, guys. Yeah. What happened to that poor guy? So that scared me off, the collection process. The Daily
0: Mail will be frothing at that story.
3: Mm, mm, Very dangerous.
0: Middle-aged lesbians can sniff that shit out. They'll be on him like a pack of wolves. Really? You know, trying to get some semen, yeah.
3: Oh, hunting it down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is that what happens? Yeah, it's a big challenge. Like, you get to an age where, like, you've already got the Subaru or however you guys say it, Subaru. (laughs)
3: Oh, so um, up.
0: <laughs> the golden retriever or the yeah. Labrador. We've got the Labrador.
3: Yeah, sure. And then you
0: go, okay, now semen. semen you know, you I get, get to a point where you're like, we've got everything. Now we need semen. Yeah.
3: Where do I get that and from? It's,
0: it's a problem when you, as a lesbian, have spent most of your adult life trying to get mm. the men the fuck away from you. And now yeah, you go, okay, sure. now, now we need them back. We need what they've got. Yeah,
3: they've got the golden stuff. And I'm not trying to say that I'm in a powerful position here. I'm not sitting high in my chair. I'm just saying now I know you
0: haven't had a vasectomy, so lesbians will be listening to this now and go, hang on, what? Hang on a
3: minute.
0: So those kids are cute, are they? They'll all be Googling (laughs) right now.
3: (laughs) Get him. Where does he live? Attack his balls now. Oh, my God, there's an army of lesbians coming after me. Go get him. There's a girl with a (laughs) syringe right behind me.
0: (laughs) down the turkey (laughs) baster.
3: You know when you hear the stories of like one guy fathers 5,000 children. And I think when you go to the clinic, you at least get an understanding of the profile of the person, don't you? So you can kind of go um, even if you don't have an image of them, you can go tall, dark, handsome, sporty, good reader. Oh, not bad at school.
0: Okay, so I don't know how it works in New Zealand or Australia, but I'll tell you how it works in South Africa. They describe, they go, here's um, Jewish, curly hair, um, green eyes, you know, like they give a whole description, his height, his weight, what he's studying, everything, right? But wow. not nowhere in there do they go he's average looking or he's about a three and a half out of ten. Like, you don't want that baby to come out and get the fright of your fucking life and go, holy Christ, this is the ugliest child I've ever seen in my entire Like, I'm not going to lie to you, but when my daughter was just born, when she came out, yeah. I mean, she is beautiful now, but when I she came look. out that mm. first hour, she looked just like my mother-in-law and I didn't oh. know if I could ever love that child.
3: Okay, because of the mother-in-law. it it They all look funny when they come out. But you're right. You should be able, like, if you go to the clinic and they go, yeah, tall, dark, handsome, sporty, whatever, you should be able to submit your own questions. Like, "Yeah, how many girlfriends have you had, right? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, I've never had a girlfriend. Um, what do you Boy. do in your spare time? Oh, crochet. And yeah, you go, oh, my God. And, and I dragon. really like scrapbooking on the weekend. And you go, oh, my God. Or I really like camping. And you go, no, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Just pour it out in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it over your shoulder like you're pretending to have the shot at the bar but you're not drinking.
0: You know what I mean? (laughs) Don't fuck it up and accidentally shoot it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of it immediately. I'm sorry. And don't serve me another loser. I did not order a loser in a jar.
1: (laughs) Now, this podcast has been described as a way to bring out your inner child. Fifi Box, on the other hand, has taken this a little too literally. This is the story of a grown woman addicted to a kid's game. You have an uh, addiction to a game
0: uh, on your iPhone. What is the game? Yes. What has gotten?
2: Okay, this been? game is Evermerge. Yeah. And it's a game, it's so embarrassing because it's my 10-year-old daughter, actually two years ago when she was eight. It's a kid's game, and she said, "Mum, Mum, check out this game." And I was like, "No, no, I've got Candy Crush. I've got my own yeah. things going on." And then I started playing her game, and it, it's essentially merging things. Yes. So, um, Rapunzel or Sleeping Beauty, and you, ca- you, you gather all these um, Disney characters. So, re- if you harvest your apples every day, you get to build a hut. And if you merge your huts, you get to build a villa. And if you merge a villas, you get a castle. So it's anyway. like Monopoly.
0: Yes, and it's so, and it's enough houses, you get a hotel.
2: And they're not real and I'm aware of this. But every time I get really close, I occasionally do the thing I promised myself I wouldn't and I certainly don't want my children doing this. I buy pretend things. (laughs) So I've bought some pretend castles. And then they opened up this mythical creature realm where if I get enough unicorns, I can earn myself a griffin. Yeah. And every now and then I go, I'm buying the griffin. I'm not I'm not hanging around for this. And now they've opened it up to dinosaurs and I've got a triceratops that's getting me very close to a T-Rex. So I'm sort of gathering. Anyway, it's constant daily harvesting. And I did something really stupid last week. I deleted the app because it was glitching. Yeah. But I knew I had gotten myself an online account with this yeah. company. So I went, oh, I'll just put in my login details. And then a sign comes up or a thing on my uh, my phone saying, your profile is corrupted. Contact the support team. Well, I've been contacting the support team for seven days now. And this lovely gentleman, Noah from the Silicon Valley, I'm going direct to California for this, Silicon Valley. He keeps writing back to me, Fifi, thank you for your patience. We're just waiting to hear back from the developers. We understand your frustration. And I'm laughing because I'm going... Well, why the developers of this game? Like, I feel like I've gone high up to the top here. The developers are involved in figuring out what's wrong with my profile. But then I'm also borderline worried, is Noah a kid in his parents' garage in California who's created a game? He's just siphoning all my money to buy mythical creatures and he has no idea what to do. Yeah, yeah, the developers, he's dead. (laughs) You're going to get a call going,
0: can you stop calling Noah, please? You you need to stop messaging him. He's
2: 11. (laughs) <laughs> I know he's our son. Leave him alone.
1: One thing about this podcast is you never know where it'll start or end up. In this episode with Venezuelan comedian Ivan Aristogreta, all kicked off with the standard everyday chat about Threesomes. Before you came on, I was talking to,
0: let's just call her anonymously, my producer, about threesomes for no reason. Yep. No reason. It's not like anyone here has had one. We don't want to, I'm just saying, we were talking about threesomes in general. It's
4: a good topic. Um,
0: yeah, and I, I'm not going to put you on the spot at any point because I know you're in a relationship. So we don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> threesomes... It's always concerning, like, say, even in porn, you know, I don't know what your genre is. Everyone's got a genre. It's like people who say they don't look at the toilet paper after they wipe their butt. Everyone's doing it. Um... But when you hear there's like a soap opera in the background of a wife swap video, and you're like, why would they not just switch the TV off? <laughs> you know what? One guy's just gonna get distracted. <laughs> now we're watching neighbors.
4: <laughs> one thing about threesome, um, when I, I'm i 43, when I turned 40, I noticed that um, the things that you always wanted when you were younger, you don't longer want them anymore when you're older. Like when I was, oh. when I. For example, one of the things that I could do when I was like 16 was to eat a a, a burger with three patties. And oh, yeah. now I think that's about cool, it and I go, that's too much meat. But I also, yeah. when I was 16, 17, I always wanted to be in a threesome. And I think the same, yeah. I go, no, that's too much meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how you stack your threesome. Like if you've got three dudes, that's way too much meat. <laughs> She's like, no. Nah. At least that's your thing, but that's a lot of meat. Like, you can't just, yeah. you're going to have to go full keto dick on that. You can't just have yeah. meat, meat, meat. You've you got to have a bit of patty, patty, cheese, bun, you know. You've got you to gotta mix it yeah. in with a bit of vagina in there.
4: I'm happy with just one patty. That otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I'll get reflux, reflux after.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel <laughs> sick afterwards. It's just too much. Now I, yes. yes. <laughs> I think, like you say, once you hit your 40s, you go, okay. Like in my mind, I think I could totally nail a threesome, but then I also think the admin involved with it is too much. Yes. I can't cannot be fucked to, you know. too much like, planning. Yeah, I just, because it's like skipping rope, you know, at school when there's two kids uh, that do the <laughs> rope and then you have to try and get in, right? So you don't want to accidentally yes. get rope burn on the forehead, so you got to, you want to <laughs> <laughs> engage it. Whereas if you're just skipping by yourself, there's no, yeah. there's no hesitation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's always like, do we need other people or we, do we just masturbate and then go spoon someone?
4: Yeah, like why wasting time? You, we, we, the older you get, you want more efficiency in your life. You want yes. things to get done quickly and well met. You don't want to waste time. You don't want to explore. No. Uh, yeah, it, no. uh, I, I'd rather skip rope by myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. And you know what? Because then you can plan when you're going to skip that rope. You go uh, either before your shower quickly after your shower. And also, if you skip rope by yourself, you don't mind what situation you're in. The minute you're skipping rope with other people, now you go, okay, where do I shave? Because it's a whole (laughs) different world now. Some people want no hair when they're going to skip rope. And make no mistake, we're still talking about sex at this
2: point. <laughs> um, like
0: some people have want no hair, which I think it's so alarming when you just, there, there has to be some hair, otherwise you just squick, squick, like with yeah. Barbie dolls against each other.
4: Squick, squick. Yeah, it, it's like, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> squick,
4: squick. Love it. Because <laughs> I think the hair is also, it's not just like a, a, a good cushion, but it's also a cooler because it yeah. refreshes the situation because no hair is too much yeah. for heat and you can you yeah. can build a fire with, with rubbing,
0: <laughs> squeak, yeah, squeak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially in your 40s, you know, there's already enough joints and your body squeaking and someone's back, like, now I have to take magnesium because I keep getting um, muscle cramps, right? So you don't want to be mid skipping rope and then you're like oh my back I've got a cramp on my back and now you've got to stop everything rub the cramp out and then go back to it and
4: then you have to you play tag okay you I'm going to the bench
0: yeah, actually, in that way, a threesome would be good because then you have one that can rub out. It's always yeah. like a physiotherapist. Give me the fuck, it's the physiotherapist. <laughs> okay, so once you're in your 40s, <laughs> you've got to book a physiotherapist and like, what injury have you got? to go, nothing yet, but we're about to have sex, so I need you in the end of the bed. And if anything, you're like a spotter. you got to look this up for. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, while well, you do this keeping rope with me, the other guy is gonna is gonna rub your lower back because of your sciatica. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then if you can have like in a in a like a drink bottle, you know how they squeeze like the the rugby players or soccer players, just squeeze it. But just put lube in there, and then you just lube up. If you see anything open up, just lube it up. We're just gonna stay stay lubed, stay hydrated, like
4: like F one, F one, you get the pit stop, yeah, yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. quick pit stop. I mean, Otherwise you smell rubber. I, <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're not careful, there's skid marks on everything. Oh, oh my God, God,
4: this is getting better and better.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet you didn't think we'd be starting off the podcast with this. I love it. Comedian and well-known TV personality Peter Hellyer has made it pretty big on the small screen. So you'd think he'd take up any opportunity to be on TV, right? that's not the case. This is the most hilarious explanation of why he'll never participate in Dancing with the Stars.
0: So for those playing the home game, um, Pete was just on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here.
5: It was was great. It was, you know, it's weird because when you agree to do a show like that, I've never done a reality show before. Um, I thought I'd never do that show. I just thought there's no show that I look at and kind of go, I I think I could even contribute to that show, you know. you know, Dancing with the Stars. Like it'll be like funny for like thirty seconds, yeah. like halfway through it in that bush. Like yeah. that'd be that'd be kind of funny, and then it'd be like, "This is awful. Yeah. Like get him off." This is it's, and I'll probably be the first contestant ever to have, an, a like a, a visible erection on stage. Yeah. They get all too close to each other, yeah. like for my you know uh, for my comfort levels. Um, you know, when you start doing the solos and you know. And all of that, it's just like, no. Nah. And would
0: have to put you as a dude.
5: Yeah, they, they would. And the same thing would happen.
0: <laughs> For both of you, I bet.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the parallel bars. <laughs> when, 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 when they're a little They look like those in. things that
0: you walk through at the supermarket that you push your trolley through. And when you're little, you're so scared it won't give way. <laughs> but they always give way. <laughs> you just can't go back the wrong way, then it hurts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it go, you can't come back. No, you no, can't it back. just hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it just right. <laughs> <laughs> I was but wondering no. how long this would take to go to full. <laughs>
5: Oh, I'm surprised it's taken this long to be honest. I, I um, and there'll be more of it. There will be more. Although
0: of it. I did talk about nailing your wife in the honeypot in our oh, seven at Bunning, so <laughs> I love that that wasn't false.
5: Well, it is. It, it is funny because yeah, you, you met like, we did a gig together in 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 uh, Perth many years ago. It was I'm not sure if it was the first time we met, but we got to like, hang yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. And then and my wife was over there, Bridge was over there. She's a big fan, and she wanted to come to your show, and I was like, yeah, let's go. And then I I couldn't go, so she brought a friend. And it's just become their tradition that they come to your show. Like, I'm not invited. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if I was to come to your show with them, I think I'd have to sit elsewhere. But now I think I'm starting to join some pieces here now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where did you meet this friend? Join the dots.
5: (laughs) 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 There is no friend.
0: (laughs) No, no, they they love doing DIY together. (laughs) They met at Bunnings a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: and that's enough already until next week thanks so much for joining me as we recap all the best bits from the podcast from season four and it only gets better from here so i'll see you all next week for more hilarious highlights see you then Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough
0: Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner, supervising producer with Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister. Don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know. But definitely share it with a friend.